the Love, Heal, Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Erin Gray, and today we are talking about all the ways to stay high vibe and manifest the life of your dreams. I'm going to share a really cool analogy, some great advice just to help you bring in so much goodness into your life. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Every week we talk about how you are a magnet for your life. And energy is the common denominator of everything that happens in your life. In fact, that's probably my next book (laughs) that's going out. Energy is the common denominator. And when you can begin to look at life and the things that are happening in your life solely as an energetic frequency, you can begin to see how your energy frequency is this magnet as you are feeling great you hit all the green lights, your favorite song comes on the radio, your best friend calls you, or if you're feeling really grumpy, you hit all the red lights, nothing's working out. I just want to complain all day long. And then you know what, you're better off to just go take a nap at that point in time. (laughs) Honestly, because taking a nap will stop the momentum of that energy spiraling. And so sometimes we can't snap out of it. And we need to just check out, take a break, go take a nap. But what this does, it allows us the energy to move in a different and higher vibrating capacity. So how does this work? So, you know, when we are 100% connected to our divine source, this is when we are vibrating at our highest potential. So often in the law of attraction, we, they will talk about, Abraham Hicks will often talk about if you're upset with a person or an event or something that's happened in your life, it is not about that person or that event or that thing. It is about the relationship between you and you. And when you can remain 100% connected to your divine source, to your divine plan, then you're going to be high vibrating at your highest potential. So what does this look like? You know, a few days ago, I had this visual in one of my meditations that I wanted to share because it was just so great. And I thought it, it it does more than any words I could ever say to you in this picture. So imagine you cozying up into a little plastic 1950s booth And you sit down at this table in this booth and then this amazing chocolate chip milkshake slides right up in front of you and you take out your straw. That's the perfect size straw for your milkshake. And you stick your straw inside the milkshake and then you take your first big gulp up that straw, sucking up that beautiful, amazing, yummy, delicious milkshake. And it is just tasting so good and sweet and decadent and delicious. It is just everything you'd hoped this milkshake would be. You just enjoying, enjoying, enjoying. And then all of a sudden, a chocolate chip gets lodged up in that straw. (laughs) And so then what happens? What do you have to do then? Oh my gosh, it's so annoying, right? You have to take the straw out. You got to like bite it, blow it out try to squeeze it down. You got to do something different. You got to do something different in order to get that chocolate chip out of that straw so that you can then put the straw back in the milkshake and enjoy drinking up that whole milkshake 
unobstructed and just basking in the deliciousness and the amazingness and the wonderfulness of this milkshake. So in this metaphor, you are still you (laughs) here in this metaphor, but the divine is the milkshake and the straw is this conduit between you and the divine. And that chocolate chip is anything that you want to use as an excuse to keep you from being fully 100% connected to the divine. Maybe that chocolate chip is a relationship. Maybe that chocolate chip is your job. Maybe that chocolate chip is that argument you just got into with your child or your friend. Whatever that chocolate chip is, it pales in comparison to the deliciousness of that milkshake flowing unobstructed into your body. It tastes delicious. It tastes amazing. It tastes wonderful. You're basking in the decadence of this milkshake. There is nothing worth keeping that chocolate chip there in that straw. So when we can begin to recognize that whatever it is in our life that we want to use as an excuse begins to be this chocolate chip, which is kind of funny in and of itself and just laughing about it (laughs) helps you to raise your vibration. But when you can begin to recognize it's we're using these things as an excuse to keep ourselves from fully enjoying that milkshake, then we begin to look at reasons and ways to eliminate those excuses faster. So why do we make excuses We want to blame something outside of ourselves as the reason we are not connected. So much easier to blame the chocolate chip. So, so much easier to blame the chocolate chip and try to fix the chocolate chip and try to change the chocolate chip rather than recognizing that we can just be in this full connection of flow no matter what. Allowing the chocolate chip to just drift on by and not allow it to maintain our focus and frustration. So the emotion of blame, blame itself, lives in our sacral chakra, which is rooted during the years of 7 to 14. So if you can think back to that time period in your life, did you live in a blame house? Or where were you blamed for something? Maybe it was even something in your sports or at school Or where did you feel blamed for something you may or may not have even done? Where does blame play a role in your life there? The sacral chakra itself is the center for true human connection. This is the seat of our emotions here in this place. So all of our emotions are here. So we are able to connect to each other here. We're also able to connect to ourselves and to that tiny little person inside of you between seven and 14 years old, where can you dive deeper down into this place to begin to recognize why you might make an excuse, why you might lean toward blaming that chocolate chip first and foremost in your life, rather than owning the hundred percent connection that will bring you the life of your dreams. Is it fear? Is it worry? Is it blame? When we don't want to admit that we feel lonely, upset, or hurt, it is often easier 
to point it out in someone else than it is to own it for ourselves. You know, when we, uh, I'm sure every single one of us went to experienced our childhood schoolyard and heard the, you know, the name calling, then it was, I know you are, but what am I? And it is in that recognition is actually, of course, children are so connected but that I know you are, but what am I? It is full projection. It is childhood projection that the name that we are calling someone else is actually how we feel about ourselves. And guess what? That is true as an adult as well. Whenever we blame someone for something, it is this projection of our own perspective of what we see. We see in the other what we are not willing to admit about ourselves. When my daughter was in elementary school, she had this boy that would chase her around and call her names, and she was rightfully really upset about it. And so we would we would talk about it. And at the time, I was working in the library, so I was really involved in her class. And so I showed to her that this was the same boy that was acting up in class. This is the same boy whose parents weren't necessarily showing up to things. I said, do you think it is possible that he's calling you these names because this is how he feels about himself and that he's actually just looking for attention, which is often just what police are looking for. And so my suggestion to her was actually to turn around to him and say, is everything okay? Do you need a hug? (laughs) And so she did that the next day and the bullying stopped right then and there. He stopped, he turned around and ran away and never bullied her again. And the great part of this is now years later, I actually heard my daughter mentoring a young girl who then she gave the exact same advice. Do you need a hug? And I just feel like this is such a great way to remedy bullying because bullying hurt people hurt. And it is just a projection of their feelings onto you. And so when we can stop that cycle and turn it around and heal it with love, it is such a power move for the schoolyard, for our corporate offices. It is straight power when we respond with love rather than using it as an excuse to not be 100% connected. So when we can turn around and love it up in someone else and within ourselves, we then remain fully connected and are able to manifest the life of our dreams. However, from a law of attraction, from a manifesting the life of your dreams perspective, this is the gold right here. This is the gold. When you can begin to recognize that this is the stuff you are, your soul is calling you to burn through, as soon as you own it, and burn through it, you are going to not have any more chocolate chips in your straw. And you're going to be able to suck up that milkshake and just enjoy and manifest the life of your dreams so quickly, because it is all about energy. Again, energy is the common denominator. I'm in a manifesting through gratitude group. And it is amazing to see these women come into the power of their energy and to recognize and notice when their energy vibration is high and when their energy vibration is low and to know that the most important thing that they can care about 
is maintaining their high vibration. And now, I mean, things are manifesting so, so fast. Like it is crazy fun to watch. And it just tickles me that the energy level is so high that things are just manifesting all over the place. Dreams are coming true all over. It truly is this magnetic effect. You draw in and magnetize what you want in your life simply by maintaining this high vibration. So, okay, I get it, Aaron. Life is hard. I don't like my job. I'm frustrated with my family. I get it. I get it. I get it. I There's challenges in my life too. And I also maintain a high vibration. And I do this one, meditating morning and night. And two, if I'm stuck on something, if I'm frustrated about something, I walk away. Just like when you were in college or you were in school and you were studying, you'd get up and you would walk away. So what happens when we do this is we stop paying attention to what is bringing frustration into our life. We go get a snack. We go read something else. We go talk to someone else. We allow our energetic vibration to raise on a different topic so that when we come back to the topic that's been challenging or frustrating, We're coming at it from a higher vibration. And when we do so, that's when we figure out the answer. We figure out the solution because we're now coming at it from a higher vibration. And I think we know this as kids. You know, when I was a little girl, I did not grow up in the most peaceful house. And so whenever the energy got too intense inside the house, I would walk out my front door and I would pick some grass And then I'd walk over to the side of our house. And on the side of our house were these circle cement stones. And they were the perfect size for an extra large pizza. And so I would make, I would open my pizza making factory. So I picked some grass that would be the mozzarella cheese. And I picked up some rocks that were the mushrooms. I picked out leaves that would be the pepperoni. And I spent hours making my pizza pies. But this was my creativity. This was my outlet. This was my way of raising my own energetic vibration so that I could go back to that lower vibration and not allow it to affect me. And I didn't know then what I was doing, but now that I can reflect back on that time, I can know that I was separating myself away from that. I was allowing my energetic frequency to raise, doing something that I loved and was joyful and just basking in this fun enterprise of the pizza parlor on the side of the house. (laughs) And I was then able to raise my vibration and then enter back in in a different scenario, in a different state, so that I could respond to that situation from a different perspective. And, you know, I still love making pizza. So I'll include my, uh, my pizza dough recipe down below. Um, and I hope for you that you find your way of whether it's making pizzas or painting or doing something creative, but that you find your way of raising your own vibration, because this is truly how we allow those things that might have been excuses to no longer be our excuse. So take breaks, stop paying attention to what is challenging you and allow it is this net result. 
just like you're a profit, right? You have your income and then you have your bills and then you have your profit. So what we are trying to obtain here is a higher energetic profit based off of all of your efforts. So there can be things that are challenging in your life. But if you spend more time focusing on the things you love or meditating, fine if you can't get there on the things that are challenging to you, but then in meditating or taking a nap or distracting yourself from the things that are frustrating, it allows you to raise your energetic frequency on different topics so that you can come back to the challenging topic. And then guess what? It's not challenging anymore. The solution is provided and then you're able to manifest the life of your dreams. But I'm not stopping there. (laughs) All of those things totally work and giving yourself a break totally works. But there's one more technique I want to teach you today. So it is the five W's of blame. So when we're in this moment where we want to blame the chocolate chip, I want you to ask yourself these five questions to start to pull that onion back and dive a little deeper. Because when you can get to this root cause and this root healing, your life begins to stop attracting the same problem again and again. And, you know, in trying to figure out what that is, think about what you were blaming or challenged with right now. Could you look at that blame and illustrate it as a symbol or a picture? And when you do, could you look back on your life through your years, back to your childhood Could that symbol itself show up multiple times? So often it is the same hurt that we are feeling that then continues, our our soul continues to attract the same situation over and over and over again until we heal it. So it doesn't have to necessarily be the same person or the same situation, but it's the same hurt. So what symbol or picture could you give that hurt that you could then look back on your timeline, your personal timeline, and see all the number of times that that picture shows up? This will begin to give you an idea of how much this is affecting, how big of a chocolate chip that really is, (laughs) and how to begin to shift it and change it. So when you've figured out what that symbol is, I want you to ask yourself these five questions. One, what does this symbol represent? What does it represent? Is there an emotion that it represents? Is it an aspect of you? What are you not willing to address? Or what have you been hiding from that the symbol is helping you begin to define and materialize and bring to the surface. You know, it's just like in all the editing things right now where it says bring forward or push back. We're not going to push it back anymore. We're going to bring to the front. We're going to bring it forward so that we can clear it and heal it so that it will stop manifesting in your life. And when it does, then we get to manifest all the great things that we want in our life. So that is our what, who, who would you be without this symbol in your life? Who would you be without this person that's reacting all the time? Who could this person be that can just witness and recognize the symbol and be like, oh yeah, that's that symbol again. 
And you know what? I know where it's really from. And I've loved up on that little person taking care of it. And I'm not going to allow it to use up my energy anymore. Because guess what? As we stop allowing that same thing to use up all of our energy that we react the same 110% every single time, maybe we begin to react 80% or 70% as we begin to recognize it's the same thing. We begin to maintain more of our energy and energy is the common denominator. So our energy vibration remains higher because we're not as affected by that situation over and over and over again. We begin to see that it's the same symbol. So we're like, ah, whatever. It's that same symbol again. Now I'm only going to respond 40%. And the next time that symbol shows up again, now I'm only going to show, now I'm only going to respond 20%. As we begin to recognize it's the same symbol, our response intensity reduces down incrementally each and every time because we stop responding as if it's the first time every time because we recognize, oh yeah, it's that symbol once again. And we're able to maintain this higher vibration and then ultimately manifest whatever it is we want in our life because we've become so much more healed about this. When did I first start to feel this way? When was the first time this symbol showed up in your life? And can you go back and give that little person some love? Can you begin to educate that person? Even go back and tell them, hey, you know what? This is about to happen. Maybe go back to the day before this event happened and warn them, tell them, hey, this is about to happen. And what happens here is we heal along the timeline energetically The healing that happens then by you having that conversation with your younger self, it then heals through the timeline and changes the present moment. And as you heal that young little self of yours, you can begin to ask them why. Why did this symbol show up in my life? Where was I insecure? Where was I hurt? Where did I believe a story outside of myself rather than basking in the power of my own divine goodness? Why did I allow someone else to tell me a story that was not true when now I know I am divinely powerful, I am divinely worthy, I am divinely whole. And if your little self doesn't know that, I want you to go right back on, right back to that moment and be sure to tell that little person all those things. I am divinely whole, I am divinely purposeful, I am divinely worthy, I am divinely powerful. And our last question, where, 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 where will I be without this symbol in my life? Think about that. I want you to forward pace just a little bit. Think about if this symbol continues to not show up in my life anymore and I don't allow myself to get hurt or upset and I'm no longer drawing that energy into my life Instead, I can draw in this life that I dream of, that I'm ready to manifest and bask in all of its goodness, knowing that that straw is clear and clean and drawing in that 100% connection. And now that you have healed along that timeline, I want you to notice, did that symbol change? Is it a different picture now? It might be. And just notice. And 
if it is different and it feels better, I want you to hold on to that new image and use that as kind of this beacon of healing for yourself. Knowing that you have created this healing along your own timeline. So how are we manifesting the life of our dreams? So many different ways. One, realizing that you are in charge of your connection. You're in charge of your own clear straw and maintaining this connection. Raise your vibration somewhere else. If you're not able to raise it on the topics that you are on right now, walk away. Go do something else and come back to this frustrating thing or don't even think about the frustrating thing. Go do all the other things. Allow your energetic vibration to raise and this will draw in solution. This will draw in the life of your dreams outside of that. When we focus on what's not working, we just draw in more of what's not working. So when we go and work on other aspects of our life, that part rises up too because we cannot get frustrated enough, sick enough, mad enough, hurt enough to draw that low energy up to us. What you can do is maintain this high vibration and that lower vibration then comes up and meets you. And this is true if you are around low vibe friends or low vibe clients, or maybe you're in a low vibe work environment. If you are finding yourself exhausted at the end of every day, maintain a higher vibration. If you're vibrating higher than the people around you, their energy will burn off of you. But if you allow your energy level to lower to theirs, you're going to find yourself exhausted and tired and depleted at the end of the day. But if you allow this higher vibration to maintain in your life, those people will either fall away completely or they will raise up to meet you at your level. And then you will find yourself not so tired, not so exhausted. And finally, our five W's. What, who, when, where, why. Looking at that symbol in your life and how far you have come with that symbol. And perhaps that symbol has shifted and changed for you as you continue to heal the place within you that wanted to blame, that wanted to put the focus on that chocolate chip that no longer is going to allow that focus on that chocolate chip. You're going to allow this connection 100% from yourself to the divine, allowing this full connection so that you can draw in the life of your dreams, allowing your energetic frequency to be as high as possible in every moment of every day. Thank you so much for listening. I don't think you're ever going to drink a milkshake the same way again, which I'm glad. I'm glad that metaphor is in your mind because this is the best and ultimate way to draw in the life of your dream. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Be sure to join my newsletter at loveyouthrive.com for Sunday inspiration and meditation. And of course, love yourself enough to heal and heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care.